What's up, dude? What's up? Uh, I am <laughs> double checking to make sure everything's right. Do we lose Linda? She moved. Okay, now I got to change everything around again. Sweet, dude. So um, it is the middle of January. Um, things are pretty slow around here. Um, so I figured it'd be a good time for us to go over um, if maybe you're a newer rider. Mm -hmm. um, we'll kind of run through some of the more obvious stuff um, that probably your, your local bike shop went through with you. Um, but then we'll get into kind of the nitty gritty stuff on like the, the little kind of tips or tricks to make your ride maybe a little bit better or easier that maybe aren't as obvious. So um, mustache, you picked out a few different things. Mm -hmm. um, let me put that on the main screen and I'll drop me and Linda to the side. So, um, yeah, so here I put together, uh, typically what I'd take on a bike ride when I'm going out in the woods. So, uh, what we have holding everything together here is going to be the Fox hip pack. It's going to be their larger hip pack. It's going to be able to carry two full size water bottles. That's really good to be able to carry that on you. Um, be able to carry two water bottles on your bike two on you really nice for some longer rides. Yeah. It, it also allows you to carry everything inside. What were you going to say? Yeah, I think a bag is always important, and whether mm -hmm. it's um, hip packs, a lot of people like those. I don't like things around my waist, so I prefer a backpack that's kind of got a chest strap to hold everything mm -hmm. in place. Yep. I've got one of those. Those are super nice. Yeah, and you can get them with bladders and that. I'm not a big fan of bladders. Mm -hmm. I know most people I know will just throw a water bottle in their pack. Yeah. I have an Nalgene water bottle that I throw in my Fox hydration pack. Um, I don't typically use the bladder. It's a little annoying and it kind of leaks. Yes. But the Nalgene water bottle is always going to be there for you. Never yeah. going to leak. I've never noticed a leak so much. It is nice with hydration packs. You'll have that hose that you can mm -hmm. run through your full face or yep. whatever else. It does make drinking a little bit easier there. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not great when it comes to the end of my ride on um, cleaning that kind of stuff up mm -hmm. and making sure it's empty. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it tends to just get Definitely really gross. Takes a little upkeep for sure. Yeah, if you're a married man or um, if you're a young man, your mom's at home, um, then or hydration. Really, or uh, if you're really responsible. But. Yeah, or yeah, well, I assume that if you ride a mountain bike, you're probably not all that responsible. So let's, let's cut that out. But yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, hydration packs are cool. You just make sure you empty them out and just put water in there. Um, you know, and of course, anything we talk about, we're kind of just talking about for normal riders. You know, if you race mountain bikes and stuff, then there's going to be kind of different rules you follow for a lot of this stuff, depending mm -hmm. on what you're doing. Um, but for a typical rider, if you are going to have like um, like a, an energy mix or something, uh, carry a have a water bottle cage. Put that in the mm -hmm. water bottle. Have your energy drink in there, yeah. and then keep your your hydration pack, mm -hmm. which is water, um, or you will really regret things. Plus, this time of year. Once it gets under 30 degrees, your hydration you can... pack will freeze if it doesn't have the liner on it. Yeah, 100% is going to freeze. The, the hose will freeze. The nozzle will freeze. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why ski-specific ones have a insulated um, sleeve for the line. Yeah. So I've, I actually learned that while skiing with my Camelback for the first time. Nice. It, it will freeze. That's so, yeah, fun. have a nice pack that you like. Try some on in a shop. Us, we makes are really cool. It's like a bungee system. If you don't want anything around your waist, those are pretty dope. Um, so, 
Yeah, look around, find something that's comfortable for you. Fox has a lot of really cool options. Um, you need something that's big enough to hold all of your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And ideally, you can hold an extra bottle of water. Or, you know, if you're of age, maybe you have a craft beer in there of some kind or um, a Capri Sun or whatever you dig. So, yeah, you need that. Then you need to stick stuff in there. Um, you've got a hand pump. You should carry a hand pump with you. We really like the Topeak. If you get a mountain bike specific pump, it's going to have a bigger chamber of air. And mm-hmm. like with Topeak, I'm sure some other brands do it as well. Um, it's going to fill on the in and the out. So when you're talking about running like a 2.6 inch tire or a 2.8 inch tire, if you if you don't have a mountain bike specific pump, you're going to be, you know, just going at it, mm-hmm. you know, for 20 minutes trying to sort out, you know, where everything is or yeah. to they, get air in they it. advertise that it saves half the time <laughs> and that it'll save 35 percent effort so not only is it going to take less pumps but those pumps that you do do are going to be way more efficient so it's going to be super nice you're not going to be just sitting there on the side of the trail just kind of endlessly pumping like will this ever end we've all been there it's no fun come on, um, come on. it's super nice especially if you have a 29 or a plus size tire super nice to have that big volume um so going along with that we got a couple other things for tires we're going to have the dyna plug kit um it's adam's favorite plug kit for tubeless tires Heck yeah, dude. uh it's super nice you don't really have to worry about prepping it or cutting the piece of rubber uh generally on tubeless kits you have to worry about folding it over getting it stuck in there but with this you just put the dyna plug in shove it in put it in the hole uh, you just put the thing in the hole and it does the thing. Super simple, super technical uh, explanation of it. But Dyna plug, super nice, super nice if you have a tubeless tire. Um, if you do not have a tubeless tire, if you're still running tubes, a nice patch kit's going to run you about two or three bucks at your local bike shop. It's going to be super nice to carry mm-hmm. with you. Something else that we do have that I do carry with me, it's small enough that you can throw it in your bag, you can throw it in your wallet, even carry it with you. It's an emergency tire boot. So this is super nice if you have a big old sidewall tear and your tube is going to stick out the side. It's going to allow you to seal that up just enough to be able to get back to your car. Or if you have tubeless with a bigger hole in it, in the sidewall specifically, it's really going to be able to fix that for you. Yeah, if you don't have one of those, you can use the old dollar bill trick. Mm-hmm. No one talks about that anymore. Yeah, I've used like cliff bar wrappers. Not going to work with your tubeless, but if you have tubes. Yeah, I've, I've used cliff bar wrappers before. That's worked really sure. well. But uh, definitely use... having that adhesive on that tire boot is nice. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think the thing to keep in mind with tire stuff is you want it quick and easy. Most of you are probably running tubeless. So having a plug, like a Dyna plug, that's going to be super easy to use, really fast to slap in is really helpful. Then you don't have mm-hmm. to take your wheel off. Um, and then having a pump that's going to fill that tire up quickly mm-hmm. is also going to help because chances are you're riding with somebody else. So, you know, you don't want your buddies waiting on you for too long mm-hmm. or it's really cold like it is now or super hot. You don't want to be messing around. So, so yeah, something get good quality stuff, right? It's a good yeah. place to invest. And at most, each one of those items is like a $25 item mm-hmm. to have the nicest. Yeah. And plus, especially for the Dynaplug system, since it is all ready to go, you don't have to fiddle with anything. So let's say you had a Dyna plug kit in your hip pack that you could reach within 30 seconds pretty easily once you start hearing your tire hiss on the trail. So your tire is going to lose not a whole lot of air, so it'll be pretty easy to pump up. But if you like, if you have to go digging in your pack, get the tool all set up, 
and then put in that plug, you're probably going to lose a little more air in that tire. So if you have a slow leak, it's super nice to just be able to have that Dyna plug ready to go. Don't have to mess with it at all. Don't have to get it set up. It's just a super nice, super simple way. Like I know people that they've heard their tires starting to go flat, put a plug in it, and they're able to stop it before it goes all the way flat. Super nice if you're on the trail. Yeah, and then, um, you know, in, in case, you know, you've got tire lovers in there, show those tire lovers up real mm -hmm. close, um, whether it's um, Muckoff or Pedro's has really nice mm -hmm. levers. What you're looking for for a mountain bike is those really fat levers. If you get the little skinny ones or any other, other weirdness that doesn't have that, a lot of companies use that specific design or very similar to it. Mm -hmm. It's these kind of fat, chunky guys. Those are going to work best on tires with pretty stiff sidewalls and big meaty tires mm -hmm. and that. Um, disclaimer, you're not supposed to use um, tire levers on tubeless rims mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, it will. Uh, it's very easy to mess up the tubeless tape uh, just by digging too far. And it'll also stretch out the bead on the tire a little bit. Just a lot of little different things that you don't want to. Yeah, manufacturers say do not do it. That being said, everyone does it. So get yourself a nice set of tire mm -hmm. levers. And then also keep in mind, maybe go look up a YouTube video um, mm -hmm. on how to properly put a tubeless tire on. Because I see mm -hmm. all the time people now, especially with whether you're working with double downs mm -hmm. or something with a really stiff sidewall, um, they have a lot of issue trying to get that tire mm -hmm. on the bead and set it. The first one's easy getting that second one mm -hmm. on so just key point and it's probably basic stuff for some folks but um if you have the valve stem you put the valve stem against your belly button um and then you start putting the tire on away from you and start working the tire on towards the valve stem when you get to that last little section that's just like that straight super mm -hmm. tight line and you were in there you know someone was in there with metal tire mm -hmm. levers trying to jam it on and they're destroying everything don't do that there's a lot easier way um, you just, once you've got it to that point, it's staying, go back out to the far side, push that bead into the middle of the rim and start pushing it towards the middle and pulling at the same time in towards your stomach. And you'll do that and it'll come a little bit more on. Normally that's plenty enough. If it doesn't work the first time, do it one more time, get back mm -hmm. up there, push that bead into the center and pull it all the way towards you. If you don't have the valve stems toward you, it's going to keep the bead from getting all the way to the middle. You mm -hmm. won't get that extra bit of room. You'll never get it on. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're working towards the valve stem. And if you do that twice, I've never not been able to get a tire on that mm -hmm. way. Even really tight road bike tires. Mm -hmm. I love when customers call on the phone. They're like, oh, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this tire on. I can't get it on. I've tried everything. You know, do you think you can help me? And you're like, yeah, bring it in. They're mm -hmm. like, are you sure? Are you sure you can do it? It's like, yeah. And then they're mm -hmm. like, I, are you, I've been doing this for, I've been mm -hmm. trying to do it. I've done a thousand tires, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that's the little trick we use, and mm -hmm. it works every damn time. The only exception would be once you start getting into cush core and that, um, then you need to make sure you have the cush core lever. Mm -hmm. I would even carry that in my pack if I rode cush core. I don't ride cush core, um, but you know I know a lot of folks do, mm -hmm. um, and watch some videos on that and practice it at home because that's not going to be fun to change on the trail either. Yeah. Um, moving past tires, uh, multi-tools, Crank Brothers has really nice tools. Mm -hmm. I like them more than anything because you can disassemble their tool. You can put your own tools in there. They have a five-year warranty. Um, they have everything you need and you can go all the way up in mm -hmm. levels, all the way down from like the M5, which is like $12, mm -hmm. which is kind of your basic two through five and maybe like a T25 on it. Um, or you can go all the way up um, to like the, the 20 series. Um, mm -hmm. and they're gonna start having chain brake tools on there. Mm -hmm um and then once you, or i like they've got a really smooth um style one 
it's got a nice case. Yeah, but yeah, those are really nice. But then also keep in mind, if you're running a modern drivetrain, you're going to need uh, master link pliers of some mm -hmm. sort. Um, Look has got a really cool master link plier that actually holds a couple master links in mm -hmm. it as well. Um, so if you are running a one by drivetrain, um, having some master link pliers important. It's still important to have a chain tool um, because mm -hmm. if you do break your chain, you're going to need to get that that those the outer mm -hmm. that probably busted because your chain's always going to spin. Or if you way. go to set up your bike single speed uh, uh, when you just shear your derailleur off, it's always nice to be able to shorten that chain. Yep. So um, yeah, have both have master link pliers and that you don't want to be stuck out there without master link pliers. If for some reason you do. Um, you can always use like a shift cable or something. And then if you have, if somebody's got pliers or some sort of plier thing, um, possibly you could open up like a master link that way if need be. But um, just have master link pliers, multi-tool, pump, uh, extra tube. I think it's a good idea if you can, if you're carrying a pack and you got room in there, you can carry a tube. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you get a bad enough tear, it's not always easy to. I, I like to carry a tubeless patch kit and a tube. Nice. Just just so I never get stranded out in the woods. Uh, it's a little extra weight, a little extra space, but knowing that you're never going to have to walk your bike back, that's that's priceless. So for sure. get you a pack, something to put all this crap in, um, get you a multi-tool pump, um, uh, tube, uh, some sort of fix kit, whether whatever that may be. Um, yeah, and then it's a good idea. If you go into your bike shop, they're going to have little snacks there. One of the more popular ones is those cliff blocks. Uh, Mustache just started pulling those out. Um, I like peanut M&Ms. That's one of my quick favorite things to grab at the, mm -hmm. the gas station on my way to go ride. I'll typically have a Red Bull mm -hmm. and peanut M&Ms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sugar is really good uh, for riding. It really raises those glucose levels and replenishes those glycogen stores when you're riding. Super nice to have that to restore your energy. Yeah, and same thing with like water. Don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. Drink prior to that and don't wait until you're just completely bonked to then pull out your bar. Mm -hmm. If you notice maybe you're a little sluggish or something, try to get to that, that, you know, that nutrition early mm -hmm. uh, before it happens. Cause if it happens, you're kind of stuck there. Mm -hmm. So um, try to catch it before it happens. And the nice thing with like those blocks um, or they have like wafers, just all kinds of different, you can look in the nutrition part of your local bike shop, um, try some different things out, what tastes good to you. But those can just sit in your bag mm -hmm. and you may not use them every single ride but you always have them there. There's like energy jelly beans and stuff like yeah. having that stuff in your sitting in the bad bottom of your mm -hmm. bag um, is a great idea on that day. You need it or not even, maybe you don't need it that much, but your buddy, yeah, yeah. some of you're riding with, you're going to notice them being a little bit sluggish mm -hmm. and they're starting to get frustrated or they're, you know, making mistakes and you're seeing it from behind, stop them be like, Hey dude, it looks like you're having a rough time. Mm -hmm. Let me grab you a snack. Mm -hmm. um, and you can really change. I mean, it's going to make your ride better, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that way you're not having to repair it, his flat tire because he's not paying attention because he's starving or his yeah, body's not If you've gone on a long ride with somebody's, you definitely know what it feels like when someone's getting tired, can't keep up. You definitely want to try and keep that in check. It's just good fun for the whole group keep that in check yeah sure. and as a mountain bike instructor that's also one thing that you know any mm -hmm. mountain bike coach or anything's going to have typically or they're you know mm -hmm. kind of suggested items mm -hmm. to have as a, a mountain bike guide is um, some sort of nutrition like that mm -hmm. for that very reason mm -hmm. not so much for yourself um, but for other riders in your group mm -hmm. so um, really cool to have that and same thing with all the other tools um, you know 
obviously you're going to use these tools because you're mountain biking. So you're going to get a flat. You're going to break something. You're going to need to tighten something mm -hmm. up. Um, but it's also good to have these tools because not everybody watched this video and realized the importance of having all this stuff. So you'll be there to kind of help just a random stranger out. Um, and that feels really cool. That's a fun thing to do on mm -hmm. the trail. Um, they kind of get to teach somebody or show somebody like, oh, I know how to fix that. Yeah, you know? getting to be the guide in the situation. Yeah, it makes and people are super stoked and it makes them have a big smile on the face for the rest of the ride. And when they get home, they're like, yeah, dude, I was stranded. This guy came up and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was so neat to watch I, him. I've been there before. Did. I've needed air. I've needed a tube. I've needed a uh, multi-tool. I've needed just about everything you can need on a trail. And I've seen people that have needed that. Once I learned my lesson, once I had that stuff, I've seen people that needed that stuff and say able yeah. to pass it on it's just once you get into it you'll start carrying that stuff you'll start yeah you'll start and if you can't it. afford all this stuff right now there will be other people that come by on the trail who did invest in mm -hmm. in these items i mean they're happy to help you try to make sure you at least have a tube a they're probably not going to have your size and b that's something that's going to cost me ten dollars to give mm -hmm. you so um have that on you even if you don't have the rest of it on you and again, mm -hmm. these are all kind of twenty to thirty dollar items. Worst mm -hmm. case scenario, some of them you can get by a little bit cheaper. Um, so, you know, you really need to have all these things be on the trail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, hold back a little uh, yawn there. No yeah. jumping jack or anything. You don't want to. I think I'm good. How about sprints? We could do. We could put marks on the ground, and then you'd yeah. have to touch each mark and mm -hmm. come back. Like they, what do they call those hills? Running hills. Yeah, that'd be better if it was on a bike, though. Sure. Yeah, we can make you do trial stuff. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Get a lot of crash vids. Um, so, yeah, you need to have all these things. If you're on a budget, slowly start getting them. You're okay. You don't have to have all of them. Somebody will be out there to help you ideally. Depending on where you ride, though. I mean, our trails are pretty populated now, but it wasn't mm -hmm. always that way. So, Or when you ride. Yeah, or when. Yeah. Like, if, you ride, if you're doing night riding, you should 100% have oh, yeah, everything after. to get back to the car by yourself. Yeah. You should be able to self-rescue yourself if you do get injured as well. That yep. is also something that we did not include in this. But generally, um, a lot of people like to have like a self-rescue kit. If they go out in the woods, if they're doing some crazy stuff, want to have like a first aid kit. Yeah. Um, if you're really getting out into some backcountry stuff, maybe some more equipment, some backcountry equipment like a beacon or something like that. But you definitely want to be able to have everything. If you crash and you're just out in the middle of the woods by yourself, you want to be able to take care of the situation. Yeah, sure. throw a couple nice zip ties in your bag, uh, roll up electrical tape or two things that I always carry electrical tape. You can do a lot with whether it's an injury to yourself or to your bike, mm -hmm. um, kind of hold stuff together to get your back. So um, yeah, electrical tape, zip ties, um, and then yeah, any other survival type stuff, you know, whether that's a lighter or, um, you know, I don't know, whatever fire starting stuff or other fun things that you yeah, like a lot of people if they're bringing a backpack a lot of people will just throw like a brace or something in there um just it, it depends i've seen a lot of like when i was in sedona i saw some people that had some very like full-on medical kit just a full-blown self-rescue kit that was if i'm out on the trail i break my leg by myself i'm gonna be able to get back to my car and here's how that's cool it's a lot of people put a lot of thought into it yeah and i think luckily here in st louis we don't have to worry about that too much mm -hmm. so it's it's all right yeah. what's up buddy you eating dinner next door what? were you eating dinner next door yeah nice you guys ride bikes yeah. cool have you been up to the park yet no should go up there do you guys live here in eureka no we live in uh around house springs here though oh cool 
That's Linda. I've met her a couple times. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it'd be one thing if you're like riding Shepherd by yourself versus riding Buffy by yourself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think to carry like a full medical kit is kind of difficult. That's mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff. So unless you are like a guide or mm -hmm. um, an instructor or mm -hmm. you know a lead of some kind, then maybe you don't need to carry all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, that's why I think electrical tape's good because you mm -hmm. can kind of seal wounds that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at yeah. least get you back. And I, here in St. Louis, we're never that far away from a road mm -hmm. um it seems and typically mm -hmm. all of our parks have cell phone coverage mm -hmm. um yeah. so that's nice as well i just realized my light wasn't on like in sedona like people will carry like a flare with them like you need to get picked up yeah which we don't have to get that wild out around here we're pretty good without all that so yeah i think that's all is, is there anything else on bike that you think is important um so those are some things that we covered to bring out physically, um, but also kind of mentally, like in your head, you just got to make sure that you're not doing anything that you're not comfortable doing. Um, obviously, you want to push your limits, but you don't want to hurt yourself, especially when you're by yourself. Um, yeah. Just kind of be smart. Um, yeah, even, you know, I think um, Coach Mike from Wheels Up Enduro mm -hmm. mentioned and, and when he sat down with us is it you're – you're an idiot if you go 100% mm -hmm. when you're out there on your own. Yeah. So, you know, if you are going to be pushing your limits, you need to have somebody with you. If you don't have somebody with you, don't push your limits. Mm -hmm. Only do what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can change day to day. You may roll mm -hmm. up on something and have a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. Stop and don't ride it. Also, know? if you're tired. I mean, I've yep. had days where I've been hitting the same feature, super great just bossing over the feature, throwing some style over it. And then some days I just, I cannot, I know that I do not have the energy to cleanly do this feature. I just, I know that I don't have what it takes. And yep. just being able to know that you can't do everything every time. Yeah, don't force it. I just seen on like uh, YouTube shorts or something, mm -hmm. a video came across of a young man. Um, see you guys. Oh, are you still? Okay, sorry. I thought you were walking out. You're good to hang out. <laughs> uh, but I, I seen a YouTube video of a dude. Um, in, he had a couple of videos up. All of them were like mm -hmm. 30, 40 view videos. Younger guy. And um, he hit, he was on a tabletop and it didn't look like, I mean, they were all big jumps that these guys mm -hmm. were hitting and they were very good riders. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he, he, you could, they had just stopped and he talked about being tired and like feeling a little bit off. Mm -hmm. And then um, he, within two jumps from there, he was being trailed to you guys. Have a good night. Um, he was trailing his, or his buddy was um, towing him in and he just went really nose heavy mm -hmm. and realized it. Just and one of those hit the ground mistakes. and he was done. He's yeah. paralyzed now. That's, um, yeah, that's, it's one of those things that in a split of a second, like you can hit a jump a thousand times, then that yeah. thousand one time, you're just a little tired, you're not 100% on it. Um, yeah. They could really take you out. And where I, if I came up on that jump immediately, would be like, oh, I'm out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas for him, I mean, from the stuff he was hitting leading up to that, mm -hmm. and um, he, you could tell he was definitely competent and knew what he was doing. But yeah, things just happen. Now, whether, 
I didn't kind of dive much deeper into that to see whether like if they've talked to him since and if he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, this or this happened mm-hmm. and this caused me to, I think earlier in their video, he mentioned something about going nose heavy. One mm-hmm. of the jumps sent him kind of nose heavy. Yeah. So it's, he may not have had proper suspension set mm-hmm. up. And that's or other or he may have been thinking that the jump was a different radius because a lot of times that's something that's easy to happen. If you think a jump's a lot steeper or more mellow than it is, sure. you're going to stop and pull up on the handlebars a different amount based on the different radius of the jump. Super simple to get that switched up, um, especially if there's different radiuses on the same line. That really gets funny. Yeah. Linda girl, go lay down. No, go lay down over there. This is, are, are we really off today? I don't feel like go lay down. None of us are, we're all out of sorts a little bit, I think, today. Linda, lay down. I would say, lay down. Sorry, I'm out of it today, but I don't think there's lay been down. a day in the past five years that I have, that I've been like in it. But I don't know. Linda, just barely off camera. Go lay down. <laughs> Not that it matters. I don't know why I care. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Old chest. That's fine. That's a good view for her. Um, so, yeah, what about like, so that's all stuff you should carry on you. You should definitely carry a good mindset in, especially if you're running by yourself. Be careful. Don't push your limits when you're by yourself. That's a time for you to practice technique um, and really kind of focus on maybe body positioning mm-hmm. and and how you're going into things just finding that flow kind of getting yeah. in that trance state just kind of oh this is i can do this without even thinking about it just kind of getting that repetitive motion those yeah. muscle memories down um, it's not about oh i'm gonna go out and hit this new feature by myself yeah it's i'm gonna get this feature that i'm comfortable i'm gonna get it on lock yep because stuff happens out of nowhere mm-hmm. it yep. sucks so um, don't put yourself in a position. So what do, what do you think are some things? All right, so if you're a new rider, we sorted out. We spend a lot of time on <laughs> talking about that. I don't, like, that stuff doesn't excite me. Mm-hmm. Um, things that excite me are maybe the little things you could do to your bike to mm-hmm. make it better if you're yeah. a newer rider. Like touch points. Yeah, so, like, people who bought, like, a sub-$1,000 bike or a sub-$1,500 mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. There's going to be certain things that you need to do to that bike that are going to change the game mm-hmm. as far as how that bike performs sure. and what you think your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I think we're always a big fan of tires. So, mm-hmm. you know, if Max's if, tires are, yeah, it's a huge upgrade no matter what it comes with. Max's tires. Yeah. Uh, just slapping those on there, either when they're brand new, even when your bike's brand new. Um, but I totally understand not wanting to replace a perfectly good set of tires. I so you I can, don't understand that at all. Yeah, you can just, absolutely not change you can, your tires immediately. Yeah, you can just as wait soon until as you can they afford wear to out. do so. Mm-hmm. Don't let the other ones wear out. Yeah, Get, have those as backups mm-hmm. that you'll never use, mm-hmm. or give them away to somebody. Yeah, or I have just mine. Throw them immediately yeah. in the dumpster. Mine are listed on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, so trying to Get rid of them. sell them for fifty bucks a set of tires. Get rid of them if you can afford tires. Do that. Mm-hmm. That's the best upgrade you can make for your bike. It is going to hold on in turns mm-hmm. better. It's going to climb better. It's going to feel so mm-hmm. good in your bike. You're going to, your $800 bike is going to feel mm-hmm. twice as good as it was just yeah. because you put new rubber Not on. Not to mention if you are doing some more rowdy riding and you get a thicker sidewall. Side you're going to be able to dial that in. So you can get not only the tread pattern, but also the sidewall thickness for your style of riding really dialed in. Yeah, Like you can get a super fast rolling tire with a thin sidewall or a slow grippy tire with a thick sidewall. It all depends on what you're riding. And, and it'll drastically change how that bike mm-hmm. feels. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, because it doesn't matter, you know, 
how nice your bike is or isn't. Mm -hmm. If you've got cheap tires on or you don't have the best tires mm -hmm. on there, your ride's not going to last very long. Anyhow, that's yeah. literally the most susceptible thing. So mm -hmm. that whole argument, because I get customers, we get customers who do that a lot with like the full suspension mm -hmm. bikes, like the entry level full suspension. It's mainly because they're already pushing the budget to get mm -hmm. onto a full suspension. So I completely get not wanting to spend more money, mm -hmm. but that's an okay excuse. It's mm -hmm. just like, I've already spent too much money on my bike. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that excuse. But to say like, I, I don't want to, I want to wear these out. You're killing your experience. So you mm -hmm. might as well not spend 1800 bucks. You should have mm -hmm. bought a $1,500 bike and then yeah. bought $200 for mm -hmm. I know it's not quite that easy, but it, but just to say that like, as soon as you can upgrade your tires to Maxxis tires, um, you're going to be best off. And I, I don't work for Maxxis. Uh, I, I can order any tire for the mm -hmm. shop that we want. Yeah. We always say Maxxis tires just because they have a proven track record of being the most reliable yeah. tires. There, there are different tires that we could be getting for cheaper through yeah. um, our companies that we deal with. But we are choosing to pay a little more for Maxxis tires just due to the performance. Yeah. Um, our margins are not as good on them as they could be for other brands, but we chose uh, them for performance. And they're just having that confidence on the bike, knowing that when you lean your bike into the turn, it's going to grip, that it's not going to slide out. That's priceless. You cannot. Yeah. Like, and there's other tire companies out there. I mean, you could buy a set of Continentals or a set of Schwalbe's mm -hmm. or... Um, a set of Michelin's, maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah, trying to I've, think of some I've heard other good things about their new downhill tires could, in the yeah, mud. You could get some uh, what's Q's brand that uh, Terra Barrel. Mm -hmm. um, you could do all those, and those are probably all mm -hmm. great tires that perform in different ways better than others, mm -hmm. or this or that. The reason we say Max is because it can give you the overall best performance um, and consistency, and that's proven. And, and over the usually, years. especially when setting up tubeless, Max's tires are super simple to set up tubeless. They're going to pop super easily. Some brands will have some issues getting it to seat all the way around, but um, in my experience, most of the time with the Max's tire, you can even get it to seat with the floor pump if you have a nice, high quality floor pump. So that's super sweet. Yeah, my, the 38s on my truck mm -hmm. are Max's tires. Yeah, that's how much I like Max's mm -hmm. tires, and they were way more than my mm -hmm. tires. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love Max's. I think they do a great job, and um, I have I don't I'm not I don't work for Max's, so not <laughs> sponsored, just big fans. No, I'm definitely not sponsored by Max's. I did call them, try to. I'm like, hey, like you know, I was looking for tires mm -hmm. for my truck. I was like, I you know, I recommend. You know, your product, it's all mm -hmm. we care. I have a whole wall yeah. of Maxxis tires in my shop. I love the Maxxis mm -hmm. tires. I want to get, you know, I want to try um, your tires mm -hmm. for my truck. Yeah. I was like, can you guys, anyway, you can hook it up or something. You got a pro deal, an industry no deal? deal? No, 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 no industry deal? <laughs> no, dude. Oh, man. No, dude. And they were like That's... 850 bucks a piece. Ooh. Like $2,500 yeah. in tires. Yeah, so it makes 65 bucks for a new rear tire seem pretty cheap. Yeah, or 90 or 90 most people nice most people are going to be running two sixes so they're going to mm -hmm. be 90 bucks um yeah so it, it's worth it though ideally it's going to hold up for a while i hate it when people have to when i they buy a tire and then you see them like later in the day and they're like i ripped my side wall on the first ride it's that's such a bummer um, <laughs> yeah because that's that's on you <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of different repair that we do um there's a little trick that we uh it's not like a 
actual part or anything that we sell, but we have a little trick to repair sidewalls. It looks pretty solid. Yeah, so tires are a cool, really good upgrade. I think clothing's the other miss people don't, and new riders aren't quite mm -hmm. aware of. Yeah. Um, so um, riding jerseys. Nice technical apparel will just completely yeah. it, transform your experience out on the trail. If you are wearing jeans and a shirt that doesn't breathe, Oh. versus proper riding pants and a shirt that's going to breathe and protect you. It's just a whole world to change when you're riding and when you crash. Dude, it's game um, changer. Buy one mountain bike jersey. Mm -hmm. I, if you don't have a mountain bike jersey, buy a mountain bike Short jersey. sleeve or long sleeve. Yep. Go to gonna have the advantage, Fox, Troy Lee or the two. Fox and Troy Lee are going to be great materials I know mm -hmm. of. I've tried on some other technical gear mm -hmm. from some other mountain bike companies mm -hmm. and they fit really weird and goofy. Mm -hmm. So I can personally tell you Fox and Troy Lee are going to have mm -hmm. an excellent fit. Troy Lee's got like a really kind of weird neck collar design mm -hmm. that looks good. I wear mine out and about. Mm -hmm. Nobody notices it's weird, but then it it just really stays off your neck. And I'm really mm -hmm. sensitive to yeah, everything. So sure. um, I really love the cut of Troy Lee's jerseys. Mm -hmm. um, and Troy Lee's jerseys feel thick. Um, mm -hmm. They breathe really well, though. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice with mountain bike jerseys that they've kind of got like a baggy fit to them, mm -hmm. but they're form-fitting still. Mm -hmm. They're tight in the right places, which just, again, makes everything more comfortable. Um, and it keeps the jersey from sticking to your skin because if it sits on your mm -hmm. skin, it's just going to be wet and sticky and yeah. gross. So they're a little bit baggy, but they're still form-fitting. They're not crazy. Mm -hmm. They go down lower on the back. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, if you're riding around a park where there's maybe some hikers around mm -hmm. or something like that, you don't feel like you're showing everybody mm -hmm. your your backside. So mountain bike jerseys are going to be a little bit more low cut around the backside to help mm -hmm. cover you up when you're bent over. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are going to have a, a zippered pocket on the back. Mm -hmm. Like Troy Lee jerseys, Super most helpful. of those are going to have like a, a lens cleaner in there, mm -hmm. which is really handy um, because the rest of your jersey might be gross. Um, you know, so that little pocket where you can put snacks in there or something mm -hmm. if you want to. Don't put anything sharp in there. You don't want that stabbing you when you fall. Um, so yeah, jerseys are cool. Do you have a mountain bike jersey that you wear? I do. I have a short sleeve jersey. I have a couple short sleeve jerseys. Yeah. I do have a Troy Lee long sleeve jersey. I would do wear, uh, not super occasionally though, but I do have a set of Troy Lee gear that I do wear. Ironically, um, I haven't done laundry in. It's probably been three weeks since mm -hmm. I've done laundry. So I can down all my like Nike gear. So I have like a Nike base layer and a Nike sweater on. Right. But normally mm -hmm. I'm wearing a Troy Lee or a Fox jersey. Mm -hmm. For sure. They, I, just as my normal. It, they're so comfortable. Because like, mm -hmm. like I said, like it's kind of got this stretch in it. Mm -hmm. Then everything's form fitting. It's like yeah. this weird mix of being baggy mm -hmm. and form fitting at the same time. And Very it's cool. Super, super comfortable as well. So um, great, dude. The set that I have is the Sprint Ultra. It's their race fit. Super lightweight, super breathable. Pants are really good. Jersey's good. I actually crashed really hard in mine on a pump in a pump track too, on an asphalt pump track, and it did not tear at all. So that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty up, impressive. I've ripped up a couple of jerseys mm -hmm. on falls out in the woods and stuff, mm -hmm. and that's the other thing you're getting from a mountain bike jersey, especially you know you'll have like your fifty dollar jerseys, which mm -hmm. are gonna be that kind of techy material that's gonna keep you cool, mm -hmm. that's gonna fit right. So that's good to get the game started with. Mm -hmm. Then you can get all the way up to like your $90 jerseys. Mm -hmm. And then once you start getting into those $90 jerseys, they've got like Kevlar built into the mm -hmm. right sections. They've got different materials stitched throughout for added protection mm -hmm. here, for extra breathability here, for this and that. So you can you can invest a little bit more into it. It's mm -hmm. super nice jersey. You only need to buy one of these. Mm -hmm. You know, buy one. Mm -hmm. Wash it yeah. between rides, whatever. You know, don't say that oh, I'm not spending 50 bucks on a mountain bike jersey. It's too mm -hmm. expensive. Just try one mm -hmm. and then just reuse that mm -hmm. and then guarantee 
after you won't be able to go back to your t-shirt mm -hmm. because it's that much of a game changer yeah. for even, you. Even if you ride almost every day of the week, two sets of gear will be fine for you. You yeah. can just have one in the wash every other day. Cool. Um, and then, so working down the body, um, just kind of exterior stuff, mountain bike specific shorts are really important too. And long pants as well. Or pants for this time of year. Yeah. Or some people wear pants all summer long. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of hard to do here in the mm -hmm. summer because we got a lot of humidity. Um, so people it is do nice like to the shorts. Knee pads in place though. Keep it the does. knee pads in place, keep some of the dirt and spray off your legs. Sure. Um, yeah. Especially if you're a rowdier rider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think if maybe I had more of a riding style like you, I would probably wear pants yeah. all summer long, no matter mm -hmm. how hot I got. Um, yeah, yeah, just cause you are kind of putting yourself in a situation to hit the dirt a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas most riders can kind of get away with shorts and just knee yeah. pads hanging on. Yeah, but mountain bike pants are going to have zippered pockets. That's handy. Most of them are going to have some sort of Velcro waist mm -hmm. adjustment or a buckling system to adjust the waist. Um, and again, they're going to be built with mountain biking in mind. If they're pants, they're going to have extra room in the knee for your knee pad. Mm -hmm. um, if they're shorts, they're going to be made to kind of stretch in the right places mm -hmm. as you pedal. These are all going to be things that over a 10 mile ride are going to make a big difference because mm -hmm. you're always going like this yeah. the whole time. Like I have a set of Fox <laughs> Ranger uh, mountain bike shorts that whenever I hop on a bike in them, they're just instantly more comfortable than any other regular pant just because they have more material where it needs to be. They're a little extra bag here for when you're sitting on that saddle in that position, it's just gonna be a little more comfortable. Just those little things that it's meant for your specific activity, that's why it's gonna be so much better. And again, I'm a weirdo, so I wear mountain bike shorts everywhere I go to. It's because they're so comfortable. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of them will have like a tight, a tape more tapered kind of thigh too that still looks mm -hmm. good for normal wear. Mm -hmm. um, they're baggy, but um, still kind of fit to help mm -hmm. keep it from catching on the saddle or something like that. Um, and then going under the shorts, we start thinking about chamois. Mm -hmm. Is that ball sham or is the beneath chamois like attached to that one? Grab me a pair of beneath chamois and grab a pair of protected chamois as well. So chamois are really important um, if you're a newer ride. Some guys don't ride them. There is guys who ride 100-mile bike rides who do not wear chamois or some guys who only put them on if they plan on doing like a 20- or 30-mile ride. Um but I do not ride my bike without a chamois on. Anything over five miles, I chafe like crazy if I'm not wearing one. So a chamois is a tight short, what people would traditionally think about a bike short. Um, but it's got a padded layer on the inside um, that makes everything from the in interior. Yeah. These are a little different because these are going to be padded hip pads as well. But pad on the inside. So yeah, if, if you're not... I think, I, and I see people transitioning this more now. It's so funny that like three years ago, you didn't see anybody wearing those at all. And even I think yeah. when we started bringing them in like two or two years ago or so, it, they kind of just I, sat here for the longest time. All my time. buddies wear those. I, Everyone does. I don't like riding without my hip pads. Hip pads are super nice. Just those little crashes. Um, yeah, the Fox Titan so is better. super nice. I've tried some other brands that I did not like. I won't mention them. Um, but, um, one of them was Zoic. <laughs> what was the other padded short? I think it was, no, it was Zoic. Yeah. I did not like the Zoic one. Did not fit very nicely. Choi Lee has super nice chamois. Fox has really nice chamois. Um, they fit really comfortably. Um, and then yeah, get those pads on the hips. Cause if you fall, you're going to fall on your hip, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I have scars on my hips from, I think 
mid, yeah. mid August, late August. Yeah. If you're a, a lot of times when you buy a pair of shorts and you have to look, sometimes they'll say shell only. Um, but a lot of times when you buy a pair of mountain bike shorts, they'll come with a detachable chamois. Um, but if they don't, you're just buying a chamois by itself, then buy either the Fox Titan, um, Troy Lee's got their shock doctor ones. Those are really bulky. I'm not sure. Does Troy Lee have like a more minimalist or do they just have that beefy shock doctor? I one? do not know. The only one that I've seen is the shock doctor. One. Yeah. I've only seen oh. the big beefy ones. So that one is kind of full. Um, so I would go with probably the Fox Titan if I was somebody listening to this. They also, um, Fox a good also makes another one. It's the Fox um, launch, the Fox launch short, I believe, or the Fox launch liner. Um, it's going to be a liner that's going to have the hip pads, but it is not going to have a chamois. So it's going to be a bit more breathable, a little more lightweight, but it is not going to have that chamois. It's definitely meant for more downhill riding bike park riding than sitting and pedaling yeah and that's really important you do not wear underwear under that mm -hmm. yep. you just wear those just you wear it as underwear yes yeah do not put on i did not know that when mm -hmm. i first started riding um yeah and then i i can't remember how they sorted that out but i was like oh yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. um Definitely. but yeah that and then we have the beneath chamois did you already put that one up yep, i did show that one Oh, so the Benice chamois, if you saw, has um, they have a pouch on the front. So you, I think everybody's familiar with all the underwear companies mm -hmm. now with that, that extra pouch in the front mm -hmm. or that the thing. That's what these have. So that can be really nice because it is a little bit uncomfortable. Um, a lot of people kind of complain that those chamois feel like diapers. Mm -hmm. If you get a nice chamois like a Choyli or a Fox, it's not going to feel like a diaper. The mm -hmm. cheap ones are the ones that feel mm -hmm. like diapers. Yep. Or the back in the day, every short they were all attached. Mm -hmm. It was terrible, dude. As old school, but um, that that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It's pretty much separated with everybody. Mm -hmm. But yeah, buy a nice liner. A nice liner from Choi Lee or Fox can cost you like fifty bucks. If you're getting the padded version, you're talking like 70, 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. That's money well spent. Again, you only need to buy one, and mm -hmm. it will last you a while. You'll yep. be fine. Um, and then you fall in love with it, and it's mm -hmm. worthwhile to buy more, obviously. Make sure when you wash it, you throw it in the washer, but not the dryer. It'll last a lot longer that way. Yeah, do not put it in the dryer. Do not put in your mountain bike gear in the dryer. Yeah. Really, not even jerseys and yeah. that should go Jer in the dryer. Jerseys and pants, it will mess with the seams, especially on Troy Lee jerseys. A lot of them are heat-stitched yeah. in areas. Um, so that's specific. they specifically state, do not put them in the dryer. Yeah, um, it, it, that's what makes their clothing so comfortable. So, and yeah, you can hang dry them or, you know, put them in on light, low air, a little bit, let them be mm -hmm. a little bit damp when you pull them out. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. bake them. It only yeah. takes about 10 minutes I've to had, dry a jersey. I've had really good experience air drying all my stuff. Um, I can. Oh, you just run the air dryer or you hang it? Air just dry? hang it. Oh, wow. I, have a, you. I have a drying rack. I just toss it up. Like I can ride, throw it in the washer dryer. It's soaking wet, put it on the drying wrap. Next morning, it's good to go. Nice. So. Yep. Super nice. It really reduces the wear on your gear as well. It makes it look a little fresher for a little longer. Very true. That's a good tip. So, yeah, I mean, that's something to keep in mind. None of your technical gear should ever go in the dryer ever, no matter what it is. I don't yep. care. Or and a lot or of monitor time, it under yeah. very controlled yep. short and, period. And using a mild detergent, especially if it's going to have a waterproof liner, using something like Tech Wash is super nice for technical apparel so you don't damage that waterproof liner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, kind of working farther down from that, um, tall socks. I hate tall socks because I'm 35 years old and no one wore tall socks mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Now everybody wears tall socks. Yep. Maybe I don't need to mention this to, mm -hmm. to kids now. They're already got the tall sock. 
Tall but, socks are the way. Um, wear tall socks when you're mountain biking, especially if you're wearing shorts. That's going to help protect your shins mm -hmm. a ton. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to help with bugs as well, with ticks. Yep, bugs as well. Um, and then the mountain bike specific socks, just to kind of, you know, since we're going into a little mm -hmm. bit of detail about why these things are bike yeah. specific. Um, mountain bike specific socks, like Fox has their sock. Mm -hmm. Troy Lee ones aren't actually, they just are kind of a sock with Troy Lee's mm -hmm. name on it. So, um, yeah. but if you buy from a company like Fox, it's going to have like a true tech mm -hmm. apparel and thought into that. Mm -hmm. A, the, the kind of the heel and the toe are extra padded to make things mm -hmm. nicer for you to help take some impact. Um, but they're, they're going to be really thick on the sock mm -hmm. that comes up. Yeah. So that's going to offer you more protection. Mm -hmm. So even if you take a really hard pedal strike mm -hmm. where you come off the bike and hit something, it might hit and still hurt mm -hmm. um, and, and leave a bruise, but it's not going to break the skin. Yeah. And that's what we want to avoid when we're out there. We don't want to have mm -hmm. open wounds that dirt can get mm -hmm. in that's bleeding all over the place, destroying our shoes or yeah. our gear. Um, if we can keep that from opening, that way you don't have to go to the hospital mm -hmm. and get some nasty thing, whatever, mm -hmm. you just got bruised. You know, so try to keep the skin from getting And punctured. also don't let uh, the brand name really play too much of a role in yeah. it. So I ha I've had some of the Troy Lee ones before. I got them on sale from Troy Lee's website when I got a helmet. Uh, they were just a traditional sock. Yeah, it was nothing special. Yeah. However, I do have a set of Swiftwick socks. I'm actually wearing them right now. It's not a brand anyone's ever heard of. You're not really going to want to show off the logo, but they are super comfortable and super good for performance-wise. It's going to be a super thin and tight moisture wicking base around your foot then when it goes up the ankle more it is going to get thicker so it's going to be super thin feel inside your shoe but once it goes up it's going to offer a little more protection absolutely super comfortable yeah really good even in the cold weather it really just gets all that moisture out of there yeah and in your your local bike shop probably has those mm -hmm. and yeah. if they don't it is something that's readily available mm -hmm. through the main part menu or the parts vendor mm -hmm. that every bike shop uses yeah. and so i got you are interested in them like don't just go. go on Instagram or Instagram. Don't go on Instagram and buy socks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't just go on Amazon and buy socks. Um, even if your local shop mm -hmm. doesn't carry them, I think especially moving through 2022, if you want to ensure bike shops like this are going to stick around, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that you're go in there and mm -hmm. get the socks or yeah. go in there and say, Hey, can you put me on mm -hmm. and order a pair of Swift wicks? And, um, and they're going to last. I've had mine for a number of years. Yeah, I love they, they've hold up, held up super well, a lot better than the Troy Lee socks I've had. The Troy Lee socks definitely looked cool. Uh, and that's about all I can say about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do look cool. I do love my Troy Lee socks for that. I wear them all the time with dress pants. Mm -hmm. um, yep. <laughs> but that, yeah, not great for they, the They look very ratty very quickly. Yeah, and the, the, I don't think they ever sold those as like a mountain bike sock. I think they just mm -hmm. sold them as socks. It was just a casual, yeah, not a technical apparel. Item. Right. Yeah. So technical socks are good, and then um, that that shouldn't shouldn't be slept on. And then the biggest thing is um, a nice pair of mountain bike specific shoes. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm so sick mm -hmm. of people telling me that Vans were. I, I see it because um, I hang Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. So we go on roofs and there's a specialty shoe called a mm -hmm. Cougar Paw. Yeah. It's got a foam pad that Velcro's on the bottom. You stick yep. the roofs. Mm -hmm. And people go in the forums all the time. And they're like, uh, what's the best shoe to wear on a roof? And I feel like I, I think it's one of those things people are just trolling now by mm -hmm. asking that question. Yeah. So everybody should know the answer. Mm -hmm. Cougar Paws. But there will be people in there who will answer Vans. Mm -hmm. The Vans. And they're all oh, I've been on going on roofs for I'm, 20 years and they show a picture of their van with a bunch of holes I know in them. Some old BMXers that are the same way. It's, exactly. It's the same thing. They it's what works, it what works. So I have multiple sets of vans and I used to ride in my vans for a number of years. 
And then I realized that the technology is just there on mountain bike shoes and it's not there on vans. So when I ride a set of mountain bike pedals on with vans, not only is the sole not going to be supportive, so the pedals here, my foot's going to kind of concave over. It's going to flex a little bit over it. It's not going to be very comfortable and it's also not going to grip. So a mountain bike shoe is going to have super stiff sole, give you support and optimal power transfer to the pedals. It's also going to have a super soft rubber on the bottom that's meant to absorb metal spikes. Vans are meant for skateboarding. It's meant to take a lot of beating, like dragging your foot on the ground. It's going to be a very hard rubber. It's not going to be meant to absorb these metal spikes. So a mountain bike shoe that absorbs those metal spikes is going to be super helpful. Um, and then also on the toe, like on top of the shoe, when you go to put your foot down in a rock section, you're going to be able to have that support, that coverage, that you're not just going to break your toe or uh, twist something um, super nice. We lost Linda. Uh, yeah, she walked out a little while ago. Linda girl, um, come here. Not exactly sure where she went. Um, She's doing her Yeah, thing. And, and, and I think that's an important distinction. We're not talking about guys riding BMX bikes mm -hmm. or doing BMX tricks or jumping because that's a whole different kind of thought mm -hmm. process to what they're looking for mm -hmm. in their footwear. If you're mountain biking, mm -hmm. you have to have a mountain bike specific shoe. It's a mm -hmm. matter of safety that you mm -hmm. do so. Yeah. If you're wearing a set of vans, it's going to have a bit more of a flexible sole mm -hmm. or it's going to be soft on the top. Like my DCs, I guess, I've got mm -hmm. some DC boots that mm -hmm. have like toe protection. Mm -hmm. Typically, skate shoes aren't going to have toe protection. Yeah. So if you're wearing those out there, your foot's going to get caught between a root and your pedal and you break your freaking mm -hmm. toe. So get a set of mountain bike shoes. I don't care what you think about vans or how long you've been mm -hmm. riding them. It's a safe, get yourself 510s are going to be the best ride concepts. Um, I'm a big fan of the ride concepts. Um, I use those. They do have a knockoff of a van. It's called. Um, well, there's exactly the free sure. rider from 510. What's the, the ride concept? The vice. The vice They're going to yeah. make it in the vice and the vice bucks. mid. Um, it's going to be super sweet based on a van. It's going to have a similar pattern on the bottom, but a totally different type of rubber. It's going to be meant for BMX and slope style kind of free riding. So it is going to give a little bit different of a feel than the mountain bike specific ones. Um, but for whatever your riding yeah. style, they're going to have something for you. That'd be super nice. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I and here's a breakdown on shoes. 510 is the stickiest, best mountain bike shoe you can get. Again, there's no argument to be had there with anything. Uh, you know, uh, uh, people always get mad when you talk about absolutes, but there mm -hmm. is absolutes. And 510 is absolutely mm -hmm. <laughs> going to be the best flat pedal mm -hmm. shoe out there. Like, there's just nothing's better. Ride Concepts comes close. Mm -hmm. um, the Shimano shoe comes close. Mm -hmm. The Bontrager shoe is completely blown out of the water by mm -hmm. any other shoe. Do not buy the Bontrager <laughs> flat pedal shoe. At least as a, I haven't tried one in... A year and a half, mm -hmm. but they the were so one. far yeah. off the mark back then that uh, I don't. The see rubber just did. I took a look at that set that you had sitting over there. The rubber just not. It Brutal. did not look even comparable to a modern mountain bike shoe. No, and there's going to be a lot of companies out there. Again, five ten is going to be top of the. They're going to be the grippiest. They're going to give you the best options. Mm -hmm. You can pick whether you want a super protected shoe like the Impact or something casual mm -hmm. like the Freerider and everything in between. You can have a sporty ratio mm -hmm. and like the Freerider Pro or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but 510 is going to be the stickiest. And then everybody else is going to be close seconds. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, And who's better out of the close seconds? I don't know who to tell you. Mm -hmm. I like, like I wear ride concepts. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wear mine too. They have some tech. They 
Ride Concepts has some technology that uh, 510 does not have, like the D3O and the sole, which cool. is super cool. When you have some bigger impacts, it's going to stiffen up, make it a little cushier on your foot for those big gravity impacts, big jumps, big drops. Um, but not every rider is going to need that extra protection. So based yeah. on your own riding style, there's going to be a lot of different options on the market for you. Yeah, I love it. And then I like their Wildcat. I think it's a really good shoe. I wear mine around when they're not mm -hmm. completely dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but the only issue with wearing them around casually is that the rubber is just so soft, it wears out really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and Ride Concepts did just, they also realized that they, were, they wanted to maybe get a little bit closer to 510 as far as stickiness goes so they did just reformulate mm -hmm. um their rubber nice. um ride concepts are a fairly mm -hmm. new company mm -hmm. um they've been out for a few years now maybe four years five mm -hmm. years at this point um but they came from 510 there were a couple guys mm -hmm. that worked there um and then they decided they wanted to kind of do their own thing Where as a little more it, it likely freedom. happened around the adidas buyout i bet mm -hmm. yeah um, i'm sure that had some influence with it yeah. um but but yeah, so they're 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 still figuring things out and they're getting writer feedback. And I, like I said, I like the the Wildcat that I run. Maybe not as sticky as the five ten. Mm -hmm. We'll see when those new shoes come out here in the first quarter mm -hmm. or not. Um, how those stack up? Again, I don't expect them to be stickier than five ten. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know what five ten if they've got some sort of rear magic dust if they mm -hmm. made a deal with the devil back in the day mm -hmm. um i don't know how they're so far it's definitely a little game. different of a compound than the ride concepts i don't know if it's the rubber's thicker i don't know like on the ride concepts stealth, bro. On, on the uh <laughs> on the five tens that i have that are really worn in there's just a couple of holes from the pins but on my ride concepts that are worn in there's like whole chunks missing from the bottom sure. um so yeah 510 got some like heat for like quality issues for a while mm -hmm. they just built a new factory in pennsylvania so a lot of the shoes if you're buying 510s are actually produced here in the u.s so that's a big if you're buying a u.s big product deal. um they just built that factory like two years ago but um you know i i, I think overall i, I there's going to be bad stitches in the bunch always mm -hmm. in any mass production mm -hmm. i've always had great luck with my 510s I think they hold up fine. If they don't, you know, you can always reach out to mm -hmm. 510. They're a great company. Yeah. Um, as long as you can get a hold of somebody. <laughs> I know people that have had some OGs who have just had like five or six pairs of 510s who just keep coming in, buying them last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, That's but, a long time for a pair of shoes that yeah. you're riding in the woods that you're on spikes. Abusing. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not just like casually walking. It's you're digging it into metal spikes, asking yeah. for every little last bit of traction. Yeah. You're, constantly um, pivoting and all those seams are getting all that pressure from your foot pivoting off your bike and mm -hmm. yeah i mean they're going through a lot so expect them not to last forever mm -hmm. or to lose you know you'll kind of get that sweet spot of like mm -hmm. flexibility for they get like just too sloppy mm -hmm. feeling yeah um but yeah and then if you're in the winter time you know just factor in maybe you're gonna have some thicker socks on or something mm -hmm. maybe um, some so that's heated socks so yeah, and then just to finish off protection, wear knee pads, most likely anywhere you're riding mm -hmm. on a mountain bike trail, just put knee pads on. Um, Troy Lee's got their speed sleeve, which is really nice. Fox has got um, their enduro sleeve, which is really cool. Um, any of the sleeves type, type knees. So I've had a couple knee surgeries and super sensitive with my leg. I can't feel my, I've got like that uh, tingly feeling mm -hmm. if you rub your leg been like that for five years now mm -hmm. so i guess that's just the thing <laughs> mm -hmm. like 12 bolts big metal plate 
They nice. stitched my kneecap together with a like a thick paper clip. Oh yeah. Um, all that stuff's hanging out in there. So I'm super sensitive to just, you know, anything on my leg in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so things to keep in mind with knee pads, if you're, you know, just talking everyday wearers, if we're talking about if you're riding bike parks or downhill and stuff, obviously bulk up mm-hmm. and get something that's gonna protect you over being comfortable. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about everyday riding, get a sleeve style knee pad, something with D3O, uh, soft knee pads, all you need. Mm-hmm. It's going to protect your knees against the bike to where you're not bruising the inside of your knees, hitting mm-hmm. the inside of the bike. It's also going to protect you in a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want a sleeve style, try to find one without straps, mm-hmm. you know? So if you like Choi Lee's really good with their speed sleeve, they've got a little band of silicone. They don't tend to move at all. Mm-hmm. Um, box has really good options available as well some of their soft knee pads go Mm -hmm. up really high so that helps them hold into Mm -hmm. place Um, there's going to be a bunch of different types of knee pads based on your riding style like if you're riding cross country you're going to want something a little more breathable a little thinner Uh, but if you're doing bigger mountain stuff or doing jumps taking your feet off the pedals you're going to want something a little bulkier maybe even with a little shin protection as well so each brand like fox is going to have the launch the yep. launch uh, E3O with the full shin guard. That's what I use. Um, but there's going to be a million different options from each manufacturer yep. that can really get yeah, Things to look for knee pads. Sleeve style, most likely for you. Again, unless we're talking crazy stuff. Um, don't have a cutout in the back. If the knee pad has mm-hmm. a cutout in the back, that's going to chafe after about 10 miles. So mm-hmm. that's going to be uncomfortable. So it needs to be a full sleeve all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then preferably no straps because mm-hmm. no matter where they put those straps, mm-hmm. it always seems to find skin. And again, if it's just mm-hmm. barely touching you and yep. after a 10 mile ride that now you got to cut on your yeah. legs. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if that Velcro is rubbing on your leg, Ooh, it's yeah. just no fun. That'll ruin a set of knee pads for you. If you, whenever you wear that pad, if it rubs you wrong, it, you're never going to want to wear them. No. Like, nope. So yeah, solid sleeve, no straps. D3O, it warms up um, and then molds your mm-hmm. your leg and you won't feel it there at all. Um, even if it's a little bit hot, again, when people fall, the thing that always the mm-hmm. thing that opens up is always their knee. Mm-hmm. They always yep. land on their knee and they always got a big cut on their knee that's bleeding yep. and it makes it hard to walk for a week. Even if it's pad. not bleeding, it's going to be bruised. It's going to be swollen. Oh, yeah. Like if you, you have a swollen a knee, you're not going to want to ride. You you should yeah. not be riding on a swollen joint um, no. and it'll really help prevent that. Yep. Yeah, and then gloves. Um, gloves are again a mm-hmm. safety thing. Yep. Um, don't wear fingerless gloves if you're mountain biking. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's better than nothing because mm-hmm. you're going to protect your palms from catching rocks when you fall. Um, wear full finger gloves, A, for protection, and then mm-hmm. B, um, did, did, you know, you're right, ideally just one leverage. finger breaking. Mm-hmm. So if this finger's bare and it's just wet from mm-hmm. sweat and your lever's wet, mm-hmm. it could slip and slide. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a glove on, you're gonna it's gonna have little grippers there, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have really good um, control of your brake levers yep. with your pointer finger. So, and, finger and it's gonna be a lot more comfortable as well. Uh, half finger gloves are not comfortable uh, at all, especially on mountain bike. Yeah, and they sorted out they sorted out gloves now. You can yep. use your yep. phone yep. and everything with Touch basically any glove you buy. Yep. And again, that's another thing we hear all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in the stream. That I don't think I was able to make it do podcasts could be a lot of echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talked about winter gear, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things like people talk about oh, you can wear any gloves, and so you can't wear any gloves. Yeah. You need mountain bike specific mm-hmm. gloves again. Don't buy, even if there's some other outdoor sport club, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. 
mountain bike specific gloves. Yep. Uh, ski. I use my mountain bike gloves for. I have a thick insulated biking glove that yeah. I will use for skiing, but right. I will not use a skiing glove for mountain biking. No. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's you can use having, mountain bike gloves for other things. Yep. Exactly. It's a very having good that really good feel on the hands for a bicycle specific glove when I do go skiing. It's just nice to have that extra feel, um, and it is smartphone compatible, which is super sweet. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a tree puncher, mm-hmm. and, uh, yep. and so a you know I've always like uh, Truly's got the Gambit, which has got mm-hmm. D3O in the knuckles. Fox has got their version, the Defend, mm-hmm. um, with the they had it first mm-hmm. um, with the the D3O in the knuckles. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Be careful with gloves that have too much armor on them and mm-hmm. stuff, though. It will get bulky, can get annoying. Yeah. Um, like, I really don't like anything with stuff on the palm. Um, no. So I actually have a rock in my palm from when I crashed, and I didn't have any palm protection. And still with that, I'm never going to have anything on my palm. Um, it's just, it's not, sure, you're sacrificing a little bit of protection, not having anything on your palm, not any additional padding, but that comfort there is just... Yeah, having that there, it really interferes with the grip. And it's been explained to me from people who seem to know about the body, Mm -hmm. or at least pretended to, um, that that they that they say that actually having the gel pads, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people want gel gloves and stuff. Mm -hmm. We do sell those. It's great for casual riding. As far as mountain biking goes, um, that that those pads are not in actually the right places to where Mm -hmm. it kind of feels physically more comfortable, but Mm -hmm. it's applying more pressure to parts of your hand that you don't want it to. Mm -hmm. So you're creating additional pressure points Mm -hmm. and additional problems where they don't need to be. If you're having hand Mm -hmm. discomfort, getting um, gel gloves is only going to kind of like multiply out the issue Mm -hmm. or like transduce the Mm -hmm. problem through the gel. Whereas maybe wearing a normal pad and then getting a a grip that's more suitable Mm -hmm. to to something that you like, mm-hmm. um, you know, try yeah. out some different grips. If you bought a bike that's under a thousand bucks, probably doesn't have lock on grips. Mm-hmm. Don't let your grips mm-hmm. spin around. Ergon's yeah. got the GA threes or GA twos mm-hmm. that are really nice. Um, you yeah. know, or there's other brands. You can of, experiment like. with different uh, diameters of grips as well. Yeah. Most brands are going to have a smaller size and then a normal size and then a even bigger size. So each brand is going to have a couple of different sizes to really play with. I know Race Face is going to have two. It's going to be 30 and 33 millimeter diameter. So you can really dial in if you have a bigger hand. Um, can make it feel a little more comfortable. Dude, the first half of this stream went by so slowly. Because a couple of years time, I'm like, oh, we're only 35 minutes in. Oh, mm-hmm. and then like last time I looked, we were about 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And I just looked over and we're well over an hour. So, it just warped. Yeah, I'm just we got to end this thing. Um, yeah, hey, gloves are important. Um, protect yourself. Invest in gear. Even again, we're only talking about buying all this stuff once. Mm-hmm. So these are all things. Just buy one of them. You don't need to buy a whole wardrobe. Yep. Buy one of them. Have it. Have that good ride. To do laundry the day out. It's not a big deal to do laundry on these things. Again, you could even just if you wanted to rinse your jersey out in mm-hmm. the sink and soap yeah. it and let it dry. That's fine too. Yeah. That a, seems more a, of a, a pain, lot of the time but, when my like. This past weekend at Shepherd on Friday, it was the one day that they had shuttles going. It was super sloppy, super muddy. Oh, yeah. uh, people, some people's bikes were stopping shifting down the run. It was so muddy they would have to spray it out with water before they got on the shuttle. Um, so it was super sloppy. So I obviously didn't want to just throw my gear right in the washer. That'd be a little gross. So I just hosed it off out back, threw it on the ground, hosed it off, got most of the dirt off of it. Um, and then more again today to work. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, yeah, that was our our best ideas on stuff for maybe new riders. And it's funny because it normally takes us about an hour after somebody's like, I want that bike. 
Mm-hmm. It normally takes about an hour with them to really walk them through. Mm-hmm. We kind of walk them through everything we just mm-hmm. walked through. I think those yep. are all key things. We always talk about tires with people, mm-hmm. you know, and then little things like shortening up your stem, riser bars, all these other kind of upgrades can be done. But those are the kind of main points we try to get across to people just so they're armed with that knowledge. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it can, I think for some people, it can seem hard to spend 50 bucks on a jersey mm-hmm. when they already have shirts mm-hmm. um and we're t- here to tell you just give it a try <laughs> yeah just start with one just go come on by we'll give you a t-shirt mm-hmm. now <laughs> yeah we once will. you once you start wearing technical apparel um you'll want to start wearing it every day like adam does um it's just so yeah. comfortable once you start wearing it and finding out what it's about um it's gonna be hard to go back Hill. <laughs> Where's my purse? <laughs> Special shout out to Francois. Yeah, old Francis. All right, I'm ending it there. We lost Linda. Uh oh.